What kind of personality are you? They say that you can tell someone's personality by having a look around the house. I wonder if someone came to have a look around your house, what kind of personality would they think that you were? Would they say that you're the kind of person who struggles to, to let go of things, or do you let go of things really easily? As soon as they've passed the usefulness, is it straight in the bin? Are you a minimalist? Or are you a hoarder? Do you keep everything because you like your house full of lots and lots of stuff? Um, one of my favourite TV programmes is Location, Location, with Phil and Kirsty. Anyone seen that? And um, Phil and Kirsty are basically estate agents, and they take people around various properties to see if they want to buy it. And um, I love it because you get to have a good old nosy around people's houses. So if you're the sort of person who likes to have a nosy around people's houses, there's a treat for you today because we're going to have a nosy around one of our friends' houses, okay? So don't think of it as uh, location, location with Phil and Kirsty. It's more location, location with just Phil, okay? So, um, so this, is the, uh, this is the house, hopefully. We went to stay with some friends in Dorset over summer, and um, it, it's a lovely house. There's loads and loads of stuff to see. And um, here we are at the, the garden gate. <coughs> And um, you can see already by looking in the front garden that there's a, a telephone box there. So there we go, nice telephone box. I, I quite like these, actually. I think they're quite very English and very charming. And um, I think there's a house up on Hutchinson Lane, actually, with a, a telephone box in. So you don't have to go all the way to Dorset. Whatever Dorset can do, we can do just as well. But um, I bet the one on Hutchinson Lane hasn't got an inflatable Dalek inside. Not sure, um, not quite sure why they'd have a, an inflatable Dalek inside, but that's what this guy's got anyway. So, um, and then if we go into the hall, telephone theme continues. They've got one of those antique dial-up phones. Obviously stopped working many, many years ago, but just keep it for, for ornamental purposes. That's nice. And we go into the kitchen, and um, on the wall in the kitchen, they've got a a calendar. There's nothing unusual about that. That's a sensible thing to have. Um, the only thing is, we went to stay with them in August, and you can see by this that they obviously still think it's February. So uh, it's, it's a good thing that none of us have got calendars with the wrong date on, isn't it? I'm sure. They're, um, a 13-year-old boy loves football, so it makes total sense to have this ball in the garden. I'm not sure it makes as much sense to have this ball in the garden, though. But um, they've decided to, to hang on to that anyway. Nice to spend some time in the garden, isn't it? Has anyone got um, a picnic table in their garden? No? No, they've had this quite a long time, and um, they've decided to hold on to it, um, quite rightly. Uh, if you've not got a picnic table in your garden, I'm fairly sure that you won't have one of these in your garden. A church pew? Ha- how holy are these people that they've got a church pew in the garden? Fantastic. Last one. Now, they've, they've turned the garage into a kind of gym, and there's loads of gym equipment in there. And um, the two children love the sports. They're quite talented at the sports. So these are all the, the medals that they've won. So proud mum and dad. They're holding on to that, quite rightly. Bull worker. Anyone spot the bull worker? Did anyone have a bull worker? 
fantastic. The idea behind the bulwark was, forget going to the gym, forget all those hours of grueling, punishing exercise regimes, just a few minutes each day with a bulwarker, and you too could look like this. bit disturbing that, isn't it? Maybe we should say that one off. Okay. Lots and lots of things that they're holding on to. Um, in our passage today in Numbers, it's quite a nice, neat passage. So the Israelites mess up and God rebukes them. The Israelites repent and God restores them. Quite a nice, neat little story. But that isn't the full story. If we want to see the end of the story, and especially the end of the bronze snake, we have to skip on about 700 years to the time of King Hezekiah. Now, I'm not great with names. There's loads of kings, loads of rulers in the Bible, and all the names seem quite similar to me, so I kind of lose track of of which king is which. But all we need to know today about King Hezekiah is that he was one of the good guys. King Hezekiah was a good guy. The Bible says that he did what was right in the eyes of of the Lord. So this is how the, the story ends. And this next reading is in um, 2 Kings 18. And it says this, King Hezekiah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He broke into pieces the bronze snake that Moses had made. For up to that time, the Israelites had been burning incense to it. They'd been worshipping it. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, He held fast to the Lord and did not stop following him. He kept the commands the Lord had given. This talk's entitled, Let Go and Hold On. And I think we should take particular note of that phrase, he held fast to the Lord. Just want you to uh, just hold that thought. The Israelites had held on to that snake for 700 years. Not only had they held on to it, they'd started to rely on it. And in fact, they'd started to worship it. And it's dangerous to rely on things too much. Um, A few weeks ago, um, myself and Sonia decided to go shopping. We wanted some furniture. And someone had uh, recommended a shop in Manchester. Now, um, we didn't know where the shop was. So I thought I'd use the sat-nav in the car. So I put the postcode in, um, off we went, great. About 35 minutes later, we pulled into a side street in Manchester, and the sat-nav came out with those famous words, you have reached your destination. But I looked out of the window, and I was fairly sure that we hadn't reached our destination, because it looked something like this, okay. <laughs> little bit of an exaggeration, but um, there was a, a deserted car park. There was a few buildings not dotted about, but what they were were either boarded up or completely deserted. We were definitely not in the right place. We hadn't reached our destination. And um, we were definitely in the wrong place. Is this scenario ringing any bells with anyone? Does anyone use the sat-nav and end up in the wrong place? Um, so there's me in the driving seat. There's Sonia in the passenger seat. And um, I don't care how well two people get on. This particular scenario seems to generate a certain amount of tension. (laughs) So, um, Sonia was really supportive. (laughs) 
I think her exact words were, um, oh, well, this is good. What postcode did he put in? Thicko. <laughs> On the other hand, um, I, I was really gracious. And um, I think I said something like, well, you drive if you think you can do any better. So, a nice, pleasant afternoon out shopping. So, um, but I have to admit that, despite the odd blip, I love the sat-nav, it's great. It takes all the prep out. You don't have to worry, just put it in. It takes you right to the door. I like to rely on the sat-nav. But we can only rely on things to a certain point, can't we? We can only rely on things to a certain point. And in that passage in Kings, the Israelites had started to rely on this snake too much. Originally, God gave it to them. It was fantastic but they started to worship it and they'd lost sight of what it was all about. And it wasn't the first time that the Israelites had made the mistake. Look at the next slide. Remember the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant was a big wooden chest that uh, held the Ten Commandments, the two stone tablets that held the Ten Commandments. And um, it was quite ornate and they had the figures on it. And the whole thing was covered in gold. Really beautiful artifacts. And um, the Israelites began to rely on this also because the Ark of the Covenant went into many battles with the Israelites and they won a lot of famous battles, one of which was, do you remember Jericho? When they had to march around the wall several times and then at the end the, the walls fell down. The Ark of the Covenant was with the Israelites then. Um, but they began to rely on it too much and they began to think that this Ark was actually magic. They began to see it as kind of a lucky charm. And the day came when the leaders of the Israelites thought that as long as they took the Ark of the Covenant into battle with them, they'd be okay, they'd win. And the day came when they took the Ark of the Covenant into battle against the Philistines. And they learned a hard lesson that day because not only did they lost the battle, they also lost the Ark and it was captured and they learned a hard lesson. I like what one commentator says about this. He says that the people had started to put more trust in the Ark of the Lord than they did in the Lord of the Ark. They started to trust the Ark of the Lord more than the Lord of the Ark. Big mistake. And I wonder what we rely on. The next slide. Lots of the things that we rely on are really good things, aren't they? So just looking at the front of the stage today, we rely on the farmers to bring us the food. We rely on medics for health care. rely on teachers for education. rely on our jobs for financial security and family and friends for good relationships. And that's great. We uh, have to rely on these things, don't we? And we should rely on these things to a point. I'd love to think that none of us will ever have any health issues or any money worries, financial concerns or any relationship problems. But I don't think I'm going out too far on a limb to say sooner or later we all experience difficulties, don't we? No matter what we rely on, we can only rely on things so much. But it works the other way too. Some of the things that we rely on or that we carry around with us 
are not good. Some things actually weigh us down. There's a picture of a, a bag. Um, over the summer, um, one of our friends came to stay with us from Scotland. And we picked her up from the airport and said hellos and uh, brought her home. Everything was fine. But we noticed that she was kind of holding herself a little bit funny. And as we got chatting, it turned out she had a frozen shoulder. So uh, she kind of gave us the full story of what had happened. And um, she'd gone to the physio, had a full examination, asked her some questions. But I think the most interesting part was what happened after the physical examination. And the physio looked at her and said, hmm, just, just pass me your bag. So I just passed her the bag. That's heavy. That's heavy. She said, are you, are you a just-in-case type of person? What do you mean? She says, do you carry everything around with you just in case? And she said, well, yeah, I suppose I do. carry everything around with me just in case. But I need all this stuff. I need to carry all this stuff around with me. That's okay, isn't it? And the physio replied with something that I thought was quite interesting. The physio said, well, you can carry all this stuff around with you if you want to, but you should know that you're storing up for yourself a lifetime of problems. A lifetime of problems. Next slide. I wonder what we carry around in our bag. I've put the sat-nav up there again because some things are really helpful, aren't they? We need them, but we can only rely on them to a certain point. What about the, um, the antique telephone? That was really useful at one time, wasn't it? But with the advent of mobiles, maybe it's time to, to let things like that go. What about the brick? A bit random. Why would you have a brick in your bag? That's kind of my point, really. Do we carry things around with us that have got no place being there? I don't know how this translates for you, whether you're carrying things around with you that weigh you down and don't help. Maybe you um, did something wrong a long time ago and you confessed and God forgave you way back when, but somehow you kind of find it difficult to forgive yourself. You're carrying something around that's just weighing you down. What about something that used to be really useful, but it's past its sell-by date, and we need to let it go? What about the brick, things that just don't belong in there, and that we shouldn't be carrying around at all? We can carry around this stuff if we want to, but we should know that we're storing up for ourselves a lifetime of problems. Okay, last slide. So, we shouldn't hold on to things that are good. We shouldn't rely on them too much. We shouldn't hold on to things that are bad for us and that weigh us down. And that's all very well, isn't it? But we all need something to hold on to, don't we? We all need something reliable in our lives. What can we hold on to? King Hezekiah knew the answer to this one. The bronze snake that... um, God gave to the Israelites. That became a distraction, didn't it? I don't know if this has been a distraction for you. I'm facing the other way. It's fine for me. But as I've been chatting to you, I don't know if your eyes have wandered to it now and again at all. I don't know if it's been a distraction. But actually, there's something else at the front of church that was there a long time before the snake. And actually, the snake was supposed to be a symbol of what else is there. Anyone know what I'm talking about? cross of Jesus. 
Maybe it's time to get rid of the distractions, of the things that we hold on to, that we shouldn't be holding on to. The best things in life are made possible because of what Jesus did on the cross. We can forgive and be forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross. We have hope and a future and we can have peace, even in the tough times, because of what Jesus did on the cross. Let's learn to let go of the things that don't help and let's hold on to the cross. Let's just pray, shall we? Dear Lord Jesus, we just um, thank you that you give us what we need at the time and you help us through the tough times. Lord, just help us to tell the difference between the things that are temporary, the things that we can rely on and the things that we shouldn't rely on. And we pray you'll help us and teach us to rely on you for all things. For Jesus' sake. Amen.